Welcome to the All About Music podcast in 234th episode. This time we will enter the history of world musicians segment where we will discuss one of the famous group band from England which is famous for the rock music which is loved by many people around the world. They are the Who. Who does not know the group band who is famous for their song entitled Baba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again, I Can't Explain Etc. Next we will explain more about the biography of the Who. Stay tuned with us in this episode. Influenced by American R&B and skiffle music, Pete Townsend and John Entwistle, school friends from Acton County Grammar School, London, started a Dixieland jazz band called the Confederates. Townsend played banjo and Entwistle played the French horn, which he had learned to play in his school band. Roger Daltrey met Entwistle walking down a street in London with a bass guitar slung over his shoulder and asked him to join his band called The Detours, which he had formed the year before. After a few weeks, Entwistle suggested Townsend as an additional guitarist. In those early days, The Detours played a variety of music, while becoming influenced by American blues and country music, playing mostly rhythm and blues. The lineup consisted of Daltrey as lead guitarist, Townsend on rhythm guitar and Twistle as the band's bass guitarist Doug Sandham on drums, and Colin Dawson as vocalist. With the departure of Dawson, Daltrey moved to performing as lead vocalist and Townsend, with Entwistle's encouragement, became sole guitarist. The band sought a recording contract, but were told they needed a better drummer, and it was suggested that they write their own material, with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones as examples. In 1964, Sandham left the group. To fill contractual obligations, the bandmates hired a session drummer for the remainder of their scheduled gigs, while seeking a new permanent drummer. One of those evenings, Keith Moon approached Roger Daltrey about their open position for a drummer and said, I hear you're looking for a drummer. Well, I'm better than the one you've got, and was given the opportunity to perform after their interval. After accidentally smashing up the drum kit when he sat in, he was invited to join the band. In February 1964, Entwistle heard that another band was also named The Detours. They changed their name to The Who on Valentine's Day. Taking the suggestion of Townshend roommate Richard Barnes, Townsend had suggested renaming the band The Hair and, with the arrival of Moon that year, the lineup was complete. However, for a short period in summer 1964, under the management of Maude Peter Meaden, they changed their name to The High Numbers, releasing Zoot Suit, I'm the Face, a single aimed at appealing to Maude fans. The single failed to chart, and the band reverted to The Who. Meaden was replaced as manager by the team of Kit Lambert and Chris Stamp, who had seen the band playing at the Railway Tavern. Lambert and Stamp paid off Meaden and offered to manage the band. They became popular among the British mods' 1960s subculture involving cutting-edge fashions, scooters and music genres such as rhythm and blues, soul, and beat music. To highlight their innovative music style, the band created the slogan, Maximum R&B. The band had a strong local following. 
but needed an edge to separate them from many other ambitious small bands in the London music scene. In June 1964, during a performance at the Railway Hotel in Wealdstone, northwest London, Townsend accidentally broke the head of his guitar through the low ceiling. Angered by snickers from the audience, he smashed the instrument on the stage. He picked up another guitar and continued the show. A week or so later at the same venue, Townsend ran out of guitars and toppled the stack of Marshall amplifiers. Not to be upstaged, Moon wrecked his drum kit, however, with that first act, the band found a gimmick to make a name for themselves. Instrument destruction became a staple of the Who's shows for several years. The incident at the Railway Hotel is one of Rolling Stone magazine's 50 moments that changed the history of rock and roll. The band crystallized around Townsend as primary songwriter and creative force. Entwistle also made songwriting contributions, and Moon and Daltrey contributed occasional songs in the 1960s and 1970s. Record producer Shel Tommy produced several up-and-coming new acts as well as The Who, including their first release and first hit single in 1965 was the Townsend penned I Can't Explain, a record influenced by The Kinks whose songs were also utilized with whom they shared American producer Shel Talby. The song was only played at a few markets in the U.S., notably by DJ Peter Cavanaugh on WTACAM 600 in Flint, Michigan. I Can't Explain was a top 10 hit in the U.K. and was followed by Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere, a song credited to Townsend and Daltrey. The early U.K. singles were released on Brunswick Records. Then an arm of American Decca, U.S. Decca's erstwhile British parent had earlier rejected the band outright but still pressed and distributed American Decca product in England. Lambert and Stamp, who were dissatisfied with the contract Shell Talmy had made with Decca for The Who, took advice to break the contract, which resulted in acrimony between the band and their producer which rumbled on for decades. Meanwhile, they were signed to Robert Stickwood Reaction label for the release of their next single, Substitute. In 1967, Lambert and Stamp formed their own record label, Track Records, and claimed the coup of signing Jimi Hendrix for its first release. Distributed by Polydor, Track became home for the Who's output until the mid-1970s. The debut album My Generation, The Who Sings My Generation in the U.S. was released in late 1965. It included The Kids Are Alright and the title track, My Generation, which was one of the first songs with a bass guitar solo. Subsequent hits included the 1966 singles Substitute, about a young man who feels like a fraud, I'm a boy, about a boy dressed as a girl, Happy Jack, about a mentally disturbed young man and 1967's Pictures of Lily about a young man fixated on a pin-up poster of a woman given to him by his father. The early singles, all written by Townsend, addressed the themes of sexual tension and teenage angst. Although successful as a singles band, Townsend wanted the Who's albums unified rather than collections of songs. Townsend removed I'm a Boy from an initially projected rock opera, the first sign of which came in the 1966 album A Quick One, titled Happy Jack in the U.S., which included the storytelling medley A Quick One While He's Away, which they referred to as a mini-opera. 
The song's most famous live performance was on stage at the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus, where others' poor renditions were rewarded with Rotten Tomatoes. However, they sailed through with flying colors as evidenced by the applause. A quick one was followed in 1967 by the single Pictures of Lily and the Who Sell Out, a concept album like an offshore radio station, complete with humorous jingles and commercials. It included a mini rock opera called Rail, whose closing theme ended up on Tommy, and the Who's biggest U.S. single, I Can See for Miles. The Who destroyed equipment at the Monterey Pop Festival that year and repeated the routine on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour with explosive results as Moon detonated his drum kit. Years later, during filming of The Kids Are Alright, Townsend claimed that the event was the start of his tinnitus. The drum kit had been loaded with an excessive amount of explosives after Moon bribed a stagehand. The resulting explosion was much more powerful than had been anticipated by anyone, including Moon himself. Music channel VH1 listed the event at number 10 on their list of the 100 greatest rock and roll moments on television. In 1968, the Who headlined the first The Schaefer Music Festival in New York City's Central Park and released the single Magic Bus. In December, they took part in the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus, performing their mini opera A Quick One While He's Away. Also that year, Townsend became the subject of the first Rolling Stone interview. Townsend said he was working on a full-length rock opera. This was Tommy, the first work billed as a rock opera and a landmark in modern music. During this time, the teachings of India's Mare Baba influenced Townshend's songwriting, continuing for many years. Baba is credited as Avatar on Tommy. In addition to commercial success, Tommy became a critical smash life saying, for sheer power, invention and brilliance of performance Tommy outstrips anything which has ever come out of a recording studio and Melody Maker declaring, Surely the Who are now the band against which all others are to be judged. The Who performed at the Woodstock Festival that year, insisting on being paid before going on stage early on Sunday morning when they played much of Tommy. During their performance Yippie leader Abby Hoffman sat on the stage with concert organizer Michael Lang. Hoffman had been working the medical tent since the festival's opening act and was under the influence of LSD. Hoffman had become increasingly determined to publicize the case of John Sinclair, who had been given a 10-year jail sentence for passing two marijuana cigarettes to an undercover narcotics officer. Hoffman jumped up and grabbed a microphone during a brief lull in the Who's performance of Tommy saying, I think this is a pile of shit while John Sinclair rots in prison. Townsend replied, fuck off, fuck off my fucking stage, and struck Hoffman with his guitar. Hoffman leapt off the stage and disappeared into the crowd. began 1970 by appearing on the BBC's highly rated review of the 60s music scene Pop Go the 60s, performing I Can See for Miles Live on the show broadcast on BBC One. On the 1st of January 1970, 
In February 1970, The Who recorded live at Leeds, thought by many critics to be the best live rock album of all time. The album, originally containing mostly the show's set-closing hard rock songs, has been re-released in expanded and remastered versions. These versions remedy technical problems with the original and are expanded with portions of the performance of Tommy, as well as versions of earlier singles and stage banter. A double-disc version contains the entire performance of Tommy. The Leeds University gig was part of the Tommy tour, which not only included gigs in European opera houses but saw they had become the first rock act at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. In March The Who released the UK Top 20 hit The Seeker. In March 1971, the band began recording the available Lifehouse material, a new Townsend penned rock opera with Kit Lambert in New York, and then restarted the sessions with Glenn Johns in April. Selections from the material, with one unrelated song by Entwistle, were released as a traditional studio album, Who's Next? The album became their most successful album among critics and fans but terminated the Lifehouse project. Who's next reached number 4 in the US pop charts and number 1 in the UK. Two tracks from the album, Baba O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again, are early examples of synthesizer use in rock music. Both tracks' keyboard sounds were generated in real time by a Lowry organ, though in Won't Get Fooled Again, the organ was processed through a VCS3 synthesizer. Synthesizers can be heard elsewhere on the album In Bargain, Going Mobile, and The Song Is Over. In October The Who released the UK Top 20 hit Let's See Action. On the 4th of November 1971, The Who opened the Rainbow Theatre in London and played for three nights. They also played at the Young Vic in London, performing the Lifehouse set. This has been released on disc 2 of the Who's Next Deluxe Edition. In 1972 they released the UK Top 10 and US Top 20 single joined together and the UK and US Top 40, The Relay. Who's Next was followed by Quadrophenia, 1973, the Who's second completed double album Rock Opera. The story is about a boy named Jimmy struggles to establish his own identity with his family and others. His story is set against clashes between mods and rockers in the early 1960s in the UK, particularly at Brighton. The album became their highest charting cross-Atlantic success, peaking at number two in the UK and US. The US tour started on the 20th of November 1973 at the San Francisco. California Cow Palace in Daly City where Moon passed out during Won't Get Fooled Again, and after a break backstage, again in Magic Bus. Townsend asks the audience, can anyone play the drums? I mean somebody good. An audience member, Scott Halpin, filled in for the rest of the show, a jam featuring Smokestack Lightning, Spoonful, and Naked Eye. In 1974 The Who released the outtakes album Mods and Sods, which featured several songs from the aborted Lifehouse project. Their 1975 album, The Who by Numbers, had introspective songs. Lightened by Squeezebox, another hit single. Some critics considered by Numbers Townshend's Suicide Note. A movie version of Tommy released that year was directed by Ken Russell. Starred Audrey and earned Townsend an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Score. 
On the 6th of December 1975, The Who set the record for largest indoor concert at the Pontiac Silverdome, attended by 75,962 people. On the 31st of May 1976, The Who played at the Valley, the home of Charlton Athletic, in what was listed for more than 10 years in the Guinness Book of Records as the world's loudest concert at over 120 dBs. On the 18th of August 1978, the band released Who Are You? It became their biggest and fastest seller to that date, peaking at number 2 in the US and was certified platinum in the US on the 20th of September. The success was overshadowed by Keith Moon's death in his sleep on the 7th of September after an overdose of heminephrine, prescribed a combat alcohol withdrawal, a few hours after a party held by Paul McCartney. Kenny Jones of Small Faces and Faces joined as Moon's successor. On the 2nd of May 1979, The Who returned to the stage with a well-received concert at the Rainbow Theatre in London, followed up over the spring and summer by performances at the Cannes Film Festival in France, in Scotland, at Wembley Stadium in London, in West Germany at the Capitol Theatre in Passaic. New Jersey and in five dates at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Also in 1979, The Who released a documentary film called The Kids Are Alright and a film version of Quadrophenia. The latter a box office hit in the UK and the former capturing many of the band's most scintillating moments on stage, including their last performance with Keith Moon. In December, The Who became the third band after The Beatles and the band featured on the cover of Time. The article written by Jay Cox said that Who had outpaced, outlasted, outlived and outclassed all of their rock band contemporaries. In 1979, a small tour of the United States was marred by tragedy on the 3rd of December 1979 in Cincinnati, Ohio. A crowd crush at Riverfront Coliseum killed 11 fans and injured 26 others. This was due in part to festival seating, a seating arrangement in which seating is unassigned, non-reserved. So the first to enter the venue get the best of those spots. Additionally, many fans waiting outside mistook the band's sound check for the actual concert and attempted to force their way inside. When only a fraction of the arena's entrance doors were opened, a bottleneck situation ensued, and with so many thousands trying to gain entry, the crush became deadly. The band were not told until after the show because civic authorities feared crowd problems if the concert was cancelled. The band were deeply shaken upon learning of the incident and requested assistance in subsequent venues for appropriate safety precautions for their following concerts. From the stage the following evening in Buffalo, New York, Daltrey told the crowd that the band had lost a lot of family last night and this shows for them. The band released two studio albums with Jones as drummer, Face Dances 1981 and It's Hard 1982. Face Dances produced a US Top 20 and UK Top 10 hit with a single, You Better You Bet, and a string of MTV and AOR hits like Another Tricky Day. Three videos from the album played on MTV the day it took to the air in August 1981. While both albums sold fairly well and it's hard received a five-star review in Rolling Stone. Some fans were not receptive to the new sound. Athena, who was a US Top 30 hit in Eminence front, charted as well and became a favorite. 
However, Townshend's life was a mess, his marriage had fallen apart due to the constant touring with Ehu. He began drinking heavily and became a heroin addict, which shocked even his closest friends after his previous anti-drug stance, when he swore off drugs witnessing an enduring bad LSD trips in the late 1960s. He cleaned up in 1982, and the Who embarked on their farewell tour of the US and Canada. It included two shows at Shea Stadium in New York on 12th and the 13th of October and ended in Toronto on the 17th of December in which was featured on HBO. Townsend had said he wanted one more tour with EHU before turning it into a studio band. It was the highest grossing tour of the year, with sellout crowds in stadiums and arenas throughout North America. Townsend spent part of 1983 trying to write material for the studio album still owed to Warner Brothers. Records from a contract in 1980, by the end of 1983, however, Townsend declared himself unable to generate material appropriate for The Who and announced his departure from the band in December. Wishing Daltrey, and Twistle and Jones all the best if they went on without him. He then focused on solo projects such as White City, a novel, The Iron Man, which featured Daltrey and Entwistle and two songs on the album credited to The Who, and Psycho Derelict, a forerunner to the radio work Lifehouse. In 1990, their first year of eligibility, The Who were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by U2, Bono saying, more than any other band, The Who are role models. The Who's display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame describes them as prime contenders for the title of world's greatest rock band. The Beatles and the Rolling Stones also received a similar accolade there. In 1991, The Who recorded a cover of Elton John's Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting for the tribute album Two Rooms. Celebrating the songs of Elton John and Bernie Taupin, this was the last time they released any studio work with Entwistle. In 1994 Daltrey turned 50 and celebrated with two concerts at Carnegie Hall. These included guest spots by Entwistle and Townsend. Although all three surviving original members of The Who attended, they did not appear on stage together except for the finale, joined together. With the other guests, Daltrey toured that year with Entwistle and with John Rabbit Bundrick on keyboards, Zach Starkey on drums and Simon Townsend filling in for his brother as guitarist. In 1996 Townsend, Entwistle and Daltrey performed Quadrophenia with guest stars at a concert in Hyde Park. Starkey was the drummer. The performance was narrated by Phil Daniels who played Jimmy the Mod in the film. Despite technical difficulties the show was a success and led to a six-night residency at Madison Square Garden. Townsend played acoustic guitar exclusively. These shows were not billed as The Who. The success of the Quadrophenia shows led to a US and European tour through 1996 and 1997. Townsend played mostly acoustic guitar, but also electric guitar on select songs. In 1998, VH1 ranked The Who Night in their list of the 100 greatest artists of rock and roll. In late 1999, The Who performed as a five-piece for the first time in concerts since 1985, with Bundrick on keyboards and Starkey on drums. 
The first show took place the 29th of October 1999 in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. From there, they performed acoustic shows at Neil Young's Bridge School Benefit at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California on 30 and the 31st of October. Next, they played on 12th and the 13th of November at the House of Blues in Chicago as a benefit for the Maryville Academy. Finally, two Christmas charity shows on 22 and the 23rd of December at the Shepherd's Bush Empire in London. These were the first full-length concerts with Townsend playing electric guitar for the duration of the show since 1982. The 29th of October show in Las Vegas was partially on TV as well as the internet and would later see release as the DVD The Vegas Job. Reviews for the shows were good. The success of 1999 led to a US tour in 2000 and a UK tour in November. The tour started on the 6th of June at the Jacob K. Javits Convention Center in New York to benefit the Robin Hood Foundation and ended with a charity show on the 27th of November at the Royal Albert Hall for the Teenage Cancer Trust. With good reviews, all three members of The Who discussed a new album. Also that year, VH1 placed The Who 8th in the 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. The band with Zach Starkey on drums performed the concert for New York City at Madison Square Garden on the 20th of October 2001, during which they played Who Are You, Baba O'Reilly, Behind Blue Eyes, and Won't Get Fooled Again. The concert was dedicated to families of fallen New York City firemen and policemen who lost their lives at the World Trade Center on the 11th of September. The Who were also honored with a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award that year. The Who played five shows in England in 2002, in Portsmouth on 27 and the 28th of January in Watford on the 31st of January. In preparation for two shows for the Teenage Cancer Trust benefit at the Albert Hall on 7 and the 8th of February. These were Entwistle's last shows with The Who. On the 27th of June, just before their U.S. tour was due to commence, Entwistle was found dead at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. The cause was a heart attack in which cocaine was a contributing factor. After a brief delay and two cancelled gigs, the tour commenced at the Hollywood Bowl with bassist Pino Palladino as Entwistle's now permanent replacement. Most shows from the tour were released officially on CD as Encore Series 2002. In September, Q Magazine named The Who as one of the 50 bands to see before you die. In November 2003, the Who landed seven albums in Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, more than any other artist with the exceptions of The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. Endless Wire was released on the 30th of October 2006, the 31st of October in the US. It was the first full studio album of new material since 1982's It's Hard and contained the band's first mini-opera since Rail on 1967's The Who Sell Out. Endless Wire debuted at No. 7 on Billboard and number 9 in the UK Albums Chart. On the eve of its release the 29th of October, The Who performed part of the mini-opera and several songs from the new album live as the closing act of the BBC Electric Proms at the Roundhouse in London. In advance of the album and to support it, The Who embarked upon their 2006-2007 tour. 
Shows were released on CD and DVD as part of Encore series 2006 and 2007. Starkey was invited to join Oasis in April 2006 and The Who in November 2006. But he declined, preferring to split his time between the two. On the 24th of June 2007, The Who topped the bill at the Glastonbury Festival. In November 2007, the documentary Amazing Journey, the story of The Who was released. The documentary includes footage not in earlier documentaries, including film from the 1970 Leeds University appearance and a 1964 performance at the Railway Hotel when they were the high numbers. Amazing Journey was nominated for a 2009 Grammy Award. The Who were honored at the 2008 VH1 Rock Honors in Los Angeles. Taping of the show took place the 12th of July followed by a network broadcast on the 17th of July. That same week, a 12-song Best of Collection was released for the music video game Rock Band. The Who performed at the Rock Band Party at the Orpheum Theater during the 2008 E3 Media and Business Summit. In October 2008, The Who embarked on a tour of four Japanese cities and nine North American cities. In December, The Who were recognized at the Kennedy Center Honors. After other musical celebrities performed their music, the finale was a surprise chorus of police and rescue first responders who had been touched by The Who's performance at the concert for New York City after the shock of 9-11. Townsend told Rolling Stone magazine that the band had planned a tour for early 2010. Townsend later stated this was jeopardized due to the return of his tinnitus. He is experimenting with a new in-ear monitoring system that was recommended to him by fellow rocker Neil Young and his audiologist. The in-ear monitoring system was scheduled to be tested out at the Quadrophenia concert at the Royal Albert Hall on the 30th of March. Roger Daltrey stated that they had acquired new equipment, earpieces and the like that he and the band are learning to use to enable Townsend to perform. They who hoped to hit the road again in 2011 with a new show, according to singer Roger Daltrey, or possibly a retooled stage presentation of the group's 1973 rock opera Quadrophenia. On the 11th of October 2010, The Who's official website announced the release on the 15th of November 2010 of the 40th anniversary Super Deluxe Collector's Edition of their Live at Leeds album including the complete the 14th of February 1970 performance and a two-CD set containing the complete performance of the 15th of February 1970 at the City Hall in Hull, England. Roger Daltrey had announced he was producing a biopic about Keith Moon called See Me Feel Me, Keith Moon Naked for Your Pleasure, which was to be released in 2012. Comedian Mike Myers was going to play the main role and would have taken drumming lessons to suit the character. However, according to Daltrey, as of 2011 this project may currently be stalled. The Who performed in London on the 13th of January 2011, along with Jeff Beck and Debbie Harry for a Killing Cancer benefit concert. On the 18th of July 2012, the band announced a 35-day tour where they will play their album Quadrophenia in its entirety. Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend will be joined by Zach Starkey on drums Pino Palladino on bass. 
Simon Townsend on guitar, backing vocals Chris Staten on keyboards, Lauren Gold on keyboards, backing vocals, and Frank Symes as musical director, and on keyboards, backing vocals. On the 12th of August 2012, the band performed at the closing ceremony of the London 2012 Olympic Games as the final act, playing Baba O'Reilly, See Me, Feel Me, and My Generation. The Kaiser Chiefs covered the Who song Pinball Wizard. Controversially, American television network NBC played the Who's performance in a late-night segment of the closing ceremony after an advanced broadcast of the new sitcom Animal Practice. On the 24th of October 2012, as the result of an exclusive deal between Fox Sports 2012 and Spirit Music The Who's music publisher, the television network will feature a variety of the band's greatest hits from various albums spanning their five-decade music career throughout the World Series telecast on Fox as well as on the network's various social media sites. On the 1st of November 2012 The Who commenced their Quadrophenia and More tour in North America. On the 19th of November 2012 The Who released the highly demanded remastered live album Live at Hull. The band's performance in Hull the night after the Leeds gig was recorded previously only available as part of the long-deleted Live at Leeds Deluxe box set. The live album features new mixes like the inclusion of Ant Whistle's bass from Live that leads on a few tracks which were originally missing due to a recording mix up that night. Moreover, a limited edition vinyl box set of all of the 11 Who studio albums and the Who songs played at the 2012 Olympics closing ceremony, along with the remastered mono single My Generation, were also released. On the 12th of December 2012, The Who performed at the concert for Sandy Relief at Madison Square Garden. Broadcasted live via television, radio, movie theaters and the internet across six continents. That's the summary we can give you about The Who's biography. We apologize if there are deficiencies or mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow and share with your friends when we are here. Okay, to close this episode, we will play a song from the Who with entitled Baba O'Reilly. Thank you and see you in the next episode.
Let's get together. 